Chapter 4, A Message for the Winds After her experience with Amber and Veronica, Cass had vowed never to discuss her predictions with anyone again, but she made an exception for Max Ernest because he seemed so knowledgeable about toxic waste. By the time they returned to the soccer field with the laboratory gloves, Cass had told him all about the dead magician, the dead mouse, and the mysterious sulfur smell. Max Ernest scrunched his nose. It doesn't smell like rotten eggs to me. Are you sure it's the same smell? He suggested suggested they take out the vial from the symphony of smells and compare it to the scent of the soccer field. Cass was slightly annoyed that she hadn't thought of this herself. Nonetheless, she pulled the wooden box out of her backpack to show him. Why was the symphony of smells in her backpack and not in the shop where it belonged? I'm afraid I can't explain without putting Cass in a rather negative light. But hypothetically, would it be such a bad thing to take it if she really thought she was saving lives? When she opened the small dusty vial and took a whiff, she had to agree it didn't smell much like the soccer field. Perhaps she had jumped to conclusions too quickly. Max Ernest put his face to the ground and sniffed. I think the grass smells more like, you know what? No, what? You know, number two, said Max Ernest, turning red. Cass rolled her eyes, but when she sniffed the ground herself, she had to agree he was right. Then she noticed something she hadn't seen earlier. Only three feet from the mouse, there was a pile of fertilizer. What they were smelling was manure. And there was something else, a box with a picture of a rat inside a red circle with a slash through it. Rat poisoning. That's what killed the mouse. She decided it wasn't necessary to point this out to Max Ernest. If he noticed it himself, fine. If he didn't, well, he didn't. No sense making him cocky. Anyway, it didn't mean there wasn't toxic waste. Not necessarily. Meanwhile, Max Ernest had begun inspecting the symphony of smells more closely. Did you see the back comes off, he asked. Cass hadn't noticed, but she didn't say so. She wasn't sure how many more of Max Ernest's discoveries she could take. Max Ernest pulled a velvet panel away from the inside of the box's lid, and a bunch of paper slid out onto the ground. Cass started looking through them. Beethoven, Mozart, Franz Liszt, who's that? Beethoven and Mozart are classical musical composers, like from a long time ago, said Max Ernest. Maybe Franz Liszt is too. I know who Beethoven and Mozart are. I just didn't know who Liszt was, said Cast. Anyway, these look like recipes. See, Symphony Number no. 9, Jupiter, Jupiter, Chocolate, Allspice. Sonata Number no. 12, Mint, Rosemary, Lavender. I guess they're like smell versions of the music, like Scratch and Sniff. I seriously doubt that. How could there be a smell version of music? Asked Max Ernest, who, as you know, was always very logical. Music is made of sound. I know. I don't mean it's really music. It's just a cool idea, like, I don't know, elves and orcs. Here, look. She held up a hand-drawn chart and started reading aloud. First violin, ginger, viola, maple, cello, vanilla. It's an orchestra. Right, the symphony of smells. Here's oboe. That's what I play. It's licorice. Huh? said Max Ernest, turning over the oboe-licorice connection in his head. Why do you think it's licorice? Do you like licorice? Not the black kind, but I don't really like the oboe either. I still don't see how smell is supposed to be music, said Max Ernest. Maybe we should play one, said Cast, pointing to the sheet music, or smell it, I mean. 
Using the chart to locate their musical instruments, they tried smelling Beethoven, then Mozart, then a symphony of Franz Liszt's. All the music smelled good except for the Liszt, but eventually even Cass had to admit she couldn't tell what was especially musical about it. As they put the music back in the case, a tattered piece of paper fell out and started blowing around in the breeze. Cass caught the paper just before it landed in the manure. It was smudged and wrinkled and singed around the edges, but she could still make out the words written on it. A message for the winds, she read aloud. In order to spell it, you must first smell it. Below this note, the names of four instruments had been written, one beneath the other. Clarinet, flute, oboe, bassoon. You think it's some kind of coded message? Cass asked. Max Ernest nodded. Definitely. You can tell by the instructions. I'll bet all we have to do is turn the instruments into smells. Using the chart, they wrote the name of the matching scent next to each, each instrument name, and this is what they came up with. Heliotrope, Echinacea, Licorice, Peanut Butter. Excited, they took the appropriate vials out of the case and smelled them in order. Then they looked at each other expectantly, as if they just cast a spell and they were waiting for a ghost or version to appear. Nothing happened. They tried smelling all the scents at once, but that only served to confuse their noses further. I guess our noses aren't strong enough, said Max Ernest. Or maybe it wasn't really a coded message after all, Cass said, putting the paper back into the box. Max Ernest pulled the paper back out, staring at it. You know how it says, first smell it, he asked? Uh-huh. Well, look at all the first letters. Heliotrope, echinacea, licorice, peanut butter, H-E-L-P. It spells help. You're right, said Cass, impressed despite herself, but you got one thing wrong. What? It doesn't spell help. It spells help. Max la Ernest laughed. Then it was his turn to be annoyed. Why was it funny when she made a joke? Hey, Max Ernest, said Cass suddenly. Yeah. What if it's for real? What do you mean? The message. You think it's from the magician? Look at the edge of the paper. It looks like it was in a fire. What if he really wanted help? Their eyes locked. The, same, the very same chill tingled both their spines. Well, it wouldn't be the best way to get help, would it? Asked Max Ernest a little more slowly than usual. I mean, he could have just called someone like the police or the fire department. But I guess maybe if he didn't want anyone to know, like if it was only for a certain person, whoever it was for, we're the ones who read it, Cass pointed out. That means we have to help him. But he's dead. Not for sure. That's true, said Max Ernest, considering. And even if he is, I guess it might be good to find out. Shh. Cass put her finger to her lips, stopping him mid-sentence. Look at Benjamin Blake. A pale boy with big staring eyes, Benjamin Blake stood downwind from them, nose, nose in the air, concentrating hard. You think he's smelling the licorice or the peanut butter, whispered Cass. How could you tell, Max Ernest whispered back. I don't know. How could you tell anything about Benjamin Blake? Benjamin Blank was a continual source of confusion to Cass, indeed to all his classmates. If they'd included him in their ratings, they might have rated him spaciest or weirdest, but that was weirdest of all was how grown-ups fawned on him. Benjamin had recently won a big art prize. None of the other students could believe it. 
Judging by the artwork hanging in the school hallway, he couldn't even draw a straight line. Nonetheless, there was a picture of him in the newspaper, and Mrs. Johnson had made an announcement over the PA as if the prize were some huge historical event. Benjamin got to paint a mural in their town city hall, and he even got to go to Washington, D.C. for an award ceremony. After that, all his teachers treated him like he was a movie star or he'd been elected president. When Benjamin realized Cass and Max Ernest were looking at him, he blushed and mumbled something under his breath. What did he say? asked Cass. Something about a herd of buffalo? I think he said he heard an oboe, said Max Ernest. You're joking, right? Max Ernest shook his head. No. That's weird. He must have been spying when we read the list. I can't believe someone so spacey could be so nosy. For a second, it looked like Benjamin wanted to say something more, but when Cass slammed shut the Symphony of Smells case, he turned and walked away.